you guessed it, Pressure Points. I'm D. This is your sweet and saucy AJ sitting next to me. We're hitting you with Season 3, Episode 6, Sex Sacks. Racist Riots today. Find us on Instagram and Twitter, at Points O Pressure. We're going to get started, so get ready. See, that's a little weird because last week I told them we're not talking about any current events anymore, especially not COVID or the riots that are going on. Joke's on you. This one's not current. What? You mean this has all happened before? <laughs> oh my God, racism exists. God damn. Wowza. So quick shout out to uh, our Facebook mandated fact checker in the studio today, uh, Zark Muckerberg. He's going to be helping us out, making sure that everything looks nice and clean. Definitely a human. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Knows how to put on sunscreen. Yeah. (laughs) And mosquito spray. Yes. Uh, So, how you been last week? Oh, my God. It has been a week. I started reading an awesome book about the murder of 2.2 million Jews in Soviet Russia. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, just AJ, like, regular erotic fan fiction. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I wrote it myself, and then I'm reading it now. (laughs) Oh, uh, no. I de-googled a lot of stuff on my phone because I figure I should practice what I preach. So, you know, if you uh, are interested in that, l- reach out and we'll talk about it more. But pretty much download it. It's a Play Store. that's kind of like Google Play, but not shitty. It's called F-Droid, which F-Droid. is great. Fuck Droid. Fuck Droid, yeah. That's how you remember it. And then you can find like a whole bunch of open source shit to replace yours. So I'm like 90% replaced, especially with like... The keyboard tracking that people can just... The, they sell your data based on what you're typing. Basically, an, an always-on keylogger. Did we ever release, like, a list of things for people to download and check out? We have in the past, but if you're interested, I'll just send you it. No, I was going to say, reach out. Yeah. Hopefully. Maybe Hopefully, yeah. Will. We'll see you. Yeah, I send them the, the website where the list is. It's privacytools.io, uh, and then yeah. F-Droid is also there. PrivacyTools.io has a subreddit, which is really good to stay up to date on news and apps and things like that. Money. Yeah. And I got to save up for to get a Google Pixel phone so I can replace the operating <laughs> system onto like uh, like Copperhead or Graphene or something. It's a new operating system. There you go. Might as well. Yeah. Fortunately, my Samsung just won't cut it. <laughs> what? Crazy. Really? You know what would cut it? What? An iPhone. iPhones are amazing. They're so much better than everything. everything Everybody, Apple. that's something that's always comes up on there is that, oh, Apple doesn't sell your data your data like Google does. I'm like, they still do. They just don't talk about it. I don't think you you know what you're talking about. Yeah. What, what have you been up to? Uh, not shit. I didn't really do anything this week. I still played, not working? Yep. Still. I mean, I went in twice this week as, you, as per usual. God. As per to, the use. As per use. I had to exert myself twice this week for an hour each time. Oh, my time. God. Ugh. I, uh, Fucking joke. Didn't tell you about this, but I took uh, 50 milligrams of Benadryl like two hours ago. <sighs> I'm <Wow>. feeling it. <laughs> well, a good thing that this one's at least a slightly interesting topic, and I think it'll get you a little bit fired up. Probably. So. I'm so angry. I, you should be. You'll you'll get there. Um. So, like I said, racist riots, but not the ones that you're thinking of. We're talking about 160 years ago. So that was before America was born. That's before God um, created the earth. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Definitely before God created the earth. Before before dinosaurs are even thought to be 
from other in planets. existence, aka buried bones, to disprove your testimonies. That's what that's Wasn't what the dinosaurs Satan? are. Yeah, Satan put the dinosaur bones there to test your faith. See, I thought it was that they came from other planets. Like when they create when I mean, when whoever made this planet just took chunks from other planets and smooshed them together. Considering like all of it is just hilarious bullshit, and it sounds like like. The concepts of where dinosaurs came from sound like all of Scientology as a whole. It makes sense as to why it would just sound like utter bullshit. But yeah, uh, some of them are like, oh yeah, Earth's only been around for 600 years. Satan put dinosaurs. No, no. Some of them say like 600. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Um, But (sighs) like Satan put the the bones underneath the, the surface of the earth to test your faith. It's like, yeah, okay. Like, fuck off. Oh, good old Christians. But that's not what the episode's about. Yeah, well, we're a Catholic kind of. podcast. Yeah, we're talking about racism, so it's slightly. It's, it's connected. It's in the spectrum. It's on the so, spectrum. Um, I know that I asked you, but you were thinking the Irish potato famine like a long, a long time, time ago. ago. So, hey, hey, how many potatoes does it take to kill an Irishman? Uh, none. None. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> Oh, boy. All right, we're done. Yeah. Wrap no, it up. Yeah, that's it. We're, Podcast we're through over. today. So from the 1840s to the 1850s uh, into the U.S., there was this huge push for Irish immigration. And a lot of that was due to the Irish famines that were going on. Now, they had this. It's called potato blight, which I thought was just such a, like, basic 1800s term it's they're just like specific. oh like we'll just call it potato blight and what they refer to the time period as fucking stupid as hell <laughs> but uh it's a water mold that just diseases the plants like makes them completely inedible so considering that's your main source of food if you're eating diseased plants you're probably going to die off fairly quickly yeah if you can even eat them yeah if you can if you can stomach potatoes fuck potatoes unless they're deep fried i love all potatoes oh god no i'm out I, i'm cutting my contract I what wish contract I, could, I wish i could drop the mic <laughs> <laughs> uh so there was a huge like i mean this went on for years and years and years and a lot of people like i said it starved from it uh just because of their really heavy reliance on potatoes they for fucking everything like that and corned beef. Yeah, those are the two things. Yeah. We're going to have so many Irish people reach out. Like, you guys are fucking assholes. <laughs> nah, just drink it away. So they <laughs> referred to uh, this time period as the bad life or the hard times. That's, <laughs> just, just that's like... even better than the Chinese famine name, the great disaster. <laughs> the great disaster. That, that's even better. I love the these bad names. life. They the had, bad life. I mean, I didn't look into how to pronounce it, but they had a little Irish word that was weird as fuck for what they did call it. But it translated to the bad life. Which kind of sounds like a good, like, rap album. This episode should have been called The Bad Life. Ah, I fucked up. We got to re-record. All right, restart. Uh, So the potato famine caused, like, around 100,000 deaths over those- Oh, was that? Over the- Only 100,000 at the time. Just over all of, like, Europe. Because they would export like crazy with all of it, because they didn't want to grow potatoes anywhere else. So, uh- as the immigrants from Ireland and Germany started coming over in the 18, like, 40s, 50s, uh, the Democratic Party in the United States would help with citizenship strictly so they could vote, yeah, which yeah. 
is the most democratic thing that you that, like, that sounds, can really hear. Yeah, genius. Yeah, it's sounding Vote for us, and we'll get you a, some citizenship. It's sounding more and more like 2020 as we go. It really does. Uh, so in 1860, 25 percent of New York City was German born. So over a quarter of their population was just like immigrants, which sounds great. In 2020, New York City. I don't have the statistics on that, but... All right, I'll look them up while you're talking. Uh, But, I mean, it was kind of the same thing. Like, you had a lot of people that they didn't like that there were so many immigrants because, obviously, in their eyes, when they're getting citizenship so quickly right off the boat, they're able to, like, twist these elections or whatever. So New York City was already kind of a, a southern swing state in the 1860s because they had a lot of ties to the South. Um, half of their exports were cotton shipments. So they would receive it from the South, process it in New York, and then ship it back out. And so, I mean, when these big companies are linked to Southern, like I almost said the Southern Water Tribe. Jesus, I need to cool it on Avatar. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so so uh, with those Southern states, like – with your investors and everything, obviously you can't just, oh yeah, like, uh, fuck you guys. You've got to kind of work with them, especially during the fucking civil war. Yeah, I was going to mention, have you mentioned that this is during the civil war? <laughs> I that said we're 1860s. About? I'll get to it. People don't understand. People don't know when the civil war. No, no, is. I'll get Come to on. it. That's, that's next. So, uh, in New York, just as a whole, they had a lot of Southern sympathizers because that was kind of the place to go back in the 1860s. It was like, oh, you're going North from the South go to New York City, there are job opportunities there. Like, it was just this growing hub. So, uh, skip forward a little bit, and in uh, 1863 in July, now, a lot of people will probably already know some of the stuff that I'm going to talk about, but fucking deal with it, this is my episode. So, <laughs> uh, in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, they had their three-day battle, um, and it was the North had kind of been stationed there. The South pushed up and just this fucking like eviscerated the North. But there were a few people that still survived and worked off the South and pushed them back. And it was the largest number of casualties in the Civil War. Uh, and it was kind of known as the turning point for the Civil War just as a whole because it kind of gave the, the North a big push. And uh, the... Death toll overall, the North had lost 23,000 people and the South lost 28,000 just in this one battle. Like, this shit was big time. Yeah, for for the Civil War. That was yeah. crazy. The yeah. Nazis could have done that in an hour. But... <laughs> the Nazis did that daily. Yeah. <laughs> They're but just for like 50,000. The Who gives a shit? They're like, uh, we do that in an afternoon. <laughs> uh, so... Four months later, they had the Gettysburg Address, which a lot of people know about it, so I'm not going to read the whole thing or discuss What? You're not going to read the whole thing? I know. Yeah, God. So I'm not going to read uh, – oh, who was it? Ed Everett's speech, was, which was just god-awful. So 15,000 people attended the Gettysburg Address, and it doubled and tripled up beds in the lodges. There was a guy that reported that at one point he had 38 people staying in his home just so that they could go to this – this little Gettysburg event. Damn. Uh, now, during the ceremony, uh, because this is kind of a war-torn, like, oh, this is this is the war cemetery. They were burying bodies while the while the president was speaking, while this other dude was talking, and people were like, "Yeah, it really helped set the mood for like 
how horrible this whole thing was. So Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln got up and he gave a slightly short speech. Uh, it was kind of controversial. The Republicans were like, oh, yeah, that was amazing. And then the Democrats were like, no, it's fucking boring and just push more for war. But it's the speech. If you want to look it up, it's the four score seven years ago. Uh all men are created equal. You know, just a stupid fucking speech. Oh, obviously. stupid! It didn't have any yeah. any you know, no relevance whatsoever. Yeah, no relevance at all. Uh, but yeah, he talked a lot about equality, and uh, obviously, this is the same guy that pushed the Emancipation Proclamation. No, no, that's ridiculous. The Civil War was you know, about states' no, that rights, was, uh, not that was not Theodore slavery. Roosevelt. My bad. That's uh, ridiculous. <laughs> so, the big thing, though, the reason that this went on for so long, is. Ed Everett, who is a politician and pastor, he spoke for two hours. Like Fuck that guy. Imagine you you're told, hey, we're gonna hold an event, president's gonna be there, write a speech, we'll do our little event. He's like, Okay, cool. He shows up with like fucking forty pages, and you're like, What are you doing? The president has a, a fifteen minute speech that he's doing. He's like, I'm going for it. It started raining. It was just a total like and this guy just kept fucking going. So, Jesus. now we're going to kick forward a week later. Um, obviously, the North has lost a bunch of people, so they push the Draft Act. Uh, and whoop, my notes just scrolled down way too far. So, uh, a lot of people were worried that black migration into uh, New York City would happen because of Gettysburg, because it kind of swung things in, swung things towards the North. Uh, and... They were worried because it would start filling the labor market as people left to war. So how guys, dare they have I jobs? Know. Yeah, right. This is where the racism starts. It's gonna get it's gonna get saucy. So uh, they're worried that it's gonna fill the labor market, and they would already have like little tiffs and like fights at the docks where these African American guys would come up. They're like, "Hey, we want to get jobs." And the immigrants are like, no, fuck you. We're now American citizens. Like, you can't work here. We're, we're oh, yeah, doing this. They, yeah, because they weren't considered citizens yet, even after the Emancipation Proclamation. Yeah, they, Pro they couldn't qualify for, for citizenship. So uh, in 1863, they wrote the Draft Act. In March 1863, I should the say. The draft has always worked. I just want everybody to know that. Yeah. There's never been a time where the draft hasn't worked, especially not the Civil War in <laughs> Vietnam and Korea. Yeah, it definitely worked every time. So, uh, same thing in March, there were 200 black men that were attacked by white longshoremen. So they go up, try to get jobs. They get the shit kicked out of them because these guys are just like, oh, well, you're not a, a citizen. We are. Um, they took our jobs. We oh should have gotten God. that fucking. Um, oh, like, we, seriously, that is entirely what this episode is about. Well, we needed it's that for so last week's episode, too. Yeah, we need this we for like gone. every episode. Yeah. Um, so at the time, uh, the African Americans, like, they were excluded from the draft because they couldn't qualify for citizenship, like yeah. we talked about. So, like, some of them, they had gotten citizenship, but they weren't considered full citizens. They weren't full on Americans, which is fucking horrible. Yeah, it's like, you're not a slave anymore. But I, you're not an American, goddammit. Right? Horrible. They're like, you're free, but not American free. <laughs> like, fuck you. So, uh, everybody, but well, not everybody, but all men between the age of 20 to 35 years old were required to register. 
And if you were unmarried from the age of 35 to 45, you were also required to register. However, no married man would be drafted before an unmarried man. So get hitched. Yeah, seriously. Now, the other thing was that if you didn't want to be in the draft, if you didn't want to register, you could either hire a substitute that would take your place. So they read your name. They're like, hey, you're going to go. And you're like, oh, Joe from down the street really wanted to go to the war. I'll pay him like slide him a fiver, 30 coins. Go for it. 30 pence. 30 pence. 30 Mike Pences. Uh, No. No. No, don't pay him. No, no, no. Uh, So I'll slip him money. He'll substitute for me. And it was perfectly legal. Like, it wasn't like you couldn't fucking do that. The the government's like, oh, yeah, if you want to pay your way out of the draft, then no problem. A body is a body. A warm, wet hole is a warm, wet hole. (laughs) Unless you're Ben Shapiro, then it's a warm, dry hole. Yeah. Uh, Deserty. Sandy. Sandy Shores. (laughs) So the other way to get out of it, and this upset a lot of people, is that you could pay $300 and not have to register. So you would pay $300 to the government, and they're like, thank you very much, sucker. And he's like, cool, I don't have to go to war. What a great way to separate the working class from the upper class. Yeah, right. How much do you think $300 was back then, like compared to 2020? Thousand? A thousand? A thousand? Forty five hundred dollars, that's it. Uh, Which that's seems it. like that's a, a lot of money. It seems like a lot of money. God damn, that's but when that's you as take much into account that we have. When you take into account like the the like someone that makes six, seven figures, why the fuck wouldn't they buy their way out of it? Like oh, yeah. back then obviously they're like, Oh, I make like seventy thousand dollars a year. It's like three hundred dollars oh. isn't shit. For yeah. us, we make twenty dollars a year on a podcast and we're like, fuck yeah. Yeah, exactly. But somebody that obviously these Irish immigrants are working for shit wage. Same with like the Germans, just everybody's working for really terrible wages. They're not going to be able to afford $300. That's how much they paid. Like that's how much they get paid in one year. Hey, just get rid of the pores. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. like our healthcare I know. system yeah, right exactly. now. Yeah, exactly. Just weeding out the pores. <laughs> Ugh, the pores. God, Ew. who wants those? So, and now that uh, immigrants were considered citizens, they had to register. So a lot of them, they come over, they're like, oh, freedom in America. We're going to live the American dream. We'll get a job. They're not getting paid very well, but they're not getting poisoned by potatoes. Uh, we'll get a job. Yeah. Go to war for, a, for <laughs> yeah. a, an issue The Democrats issue are like, issue. we'll help you vote. And like, can we vote against the, the draft act? No. <laughs> it's just like, well, all right. So a lot of them are already pissed. So on July 11th, it was a Saturday, uh, they start calling the draft numbers. And there aren't any problems really. Like obviously crowds will gather outside these little like it was kind of like a draft house or table uh, that they would set up and they would just call out numbers and these guys would come up and get their little draft ticket. So no problems really on Saturday. But that evening um, – People would go back to pubs and saloons, kitchens, wherever they were, like, hanging out at the time. Uh, internet cafes. Yeah, internet cafes and Starbucks. Uh, Korean StarCraft <laughs> competition right. cafes. Uh, and they would start planning. Now, a New York Herald reporter was in one of those, and he said those who heard them might have reasonably argued that tumult was at hand. Tumult? 
Tumult? Tumult. Tumult, yeah. Tumultuous. The tumult was at hand. Uh, On Monday the 13th, rail workers, ship hands, smiths, and a lot of other people just didn't show up for their shifts. So people were like, oh, shit, we're going to start a strike? Cool. Sounds good. Great. Uh, So they started marching towards those draft tables. And a lot of them had these little, like, no draft signs, which I like to imagine a lot of them spelled it wrong and they put, like, an I. No drift. It's just (laughs) a total mess. No drift. And uh, they get up to the, the little draft stations and fire station 33 showed up. And I'm going to hop over. Let's hose them down. Yeah, right? So I'm going to hop over, and I'm going to talk about a lady. Uh, She had a book released in 1906 where she actually wrote down her account in her husband's book. So he was a surgeon, and he wrote a book about all of his experiences. But strictly with what happened in New York, he was like, Martha, I want you to write what happened because he was injured. So – uh, her husband was at home. He was being treated for a really bad leg injury because he got like uh, bucked off a horse. I was I was really right. hoping you were gonna say syphilis. <laughs> yeah, he was being treated for syphilis. Now that was a uh, that was 1960. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he was a volunteer assistant surgeon with the war, so uh, obviously working with the Union side, and she hears this loud cheering from the street. And I mean, her husband had been involved in the war, so she immediately starts thinking like, oh my God, we won. We're set. So she runs over to the window and uh, she's trying to like hear what they're saying and they're shouting, but she starts to realize that it's rioters in the street that are like carrying clubs and like sharpened sticks. Oh, uh, the good old days when you can muskets. bring a weapon to Yeah, you, right? Yeah. You just walk down the street with a fucking like with a club with a with a 2 by 4 with nails oh, like hammered through baseball it. Baseball bat with with uh like <laughs> <laughs> like a barbed wire on it. Yeah, exactly. Uh so she sees this and she's like, "What the hell?" Now, she even said that she saw women carrying their babies with like a weapon in the other hand, and she she said that they, they just looked lawless and didn't give a shit. Shoot like me now, just, coppers! They just yeah, kept just shoot storming a down the street. So a couple hours later, she hears just like really confused, like roaring sound. She's like, "What the fuck is that?" Looks out the window again, and she realizes that there's just mobs of people just outside their house. Now her husband's a surgeon, so she lives in a more expensive area of oh, New no. York City. So the thing is, these these immigrants, these people that don't want to be a part of the draft, they're pissed at not only like African-Americans, not only the government, but at the rich people that can buy their way out of the draft. So she doesn't know that. She doesn't really know what's happening. So she runs over to her husband and she's like, if I put someone that like if they know that he's a part of the war like they'll leave us alone because she's thinking because he's actually contributing. Yeah, she's thinking that this is more against the government. Like, oh, like fuck the South. Like that these people are angry about not the veterans, but they're angry about just the war as a whole. Okay. So she, I got the squeaky chair, man. You I did keep get hearing the squeaky it. Chair. I do. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we got to get new chairs. We yeah. Please subscribe to our Patreon so we can get new chairs. Please. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh. So. She runs over, she grabs her husband's cot and pulls it over to the window and she grabs his war coat and, or his military coat and just puts it over his shoulders. Now, the thing is, 
none of the luckily nobody saw the little sigil or what they called shoulder straps on the on the coat because if they had they would have seen that like his rank within the US army and or with the within the northern army and it would have caused so many more problems it's pretty likely that they would have just been fucking murdered by this riot spoiler alert they survived i know right oh, how did they write the book in 1906 fuck uh so uh, the homes near them are just being set ablaze. People are throwing, like, they're beating the shit out of people. They're lighting as many things on fire as they're just pissed. That sounds great. Yeah, delightful. I love it. Like, I love lighting fires. I love I mean, what? lighting fires and going after the rich. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I think those are all great. <laughs> so uh, she's basically just sitting in her upstairs, like, uh, her upstairs level, sitting with her husband but, like, not really letting him look outside because she doesn't really want him to know what's happening because she knows he'd be like, oh, I need to get up. I need to go do something. So she's just watching out the window, and there, there's this police officer that he's trying to get away from these mobs, and he hops the fence, but the gate was still open. <laughs> so these rioters come in, and he's trying to just, like, get into somebody's house to get protection. But these rioters come over, and they just start beating the shit out of this guy. And she said, yeah, like, he was beaten within an inch of his life. Like, it's bad news. Uh, that night, she went up to her roof and looked out, and she counted five five homes that were on fire that were, like, really close to him. And it's just like, oh, shit. So. Back to the firefighters. So this is what was going on in the city around the little draft areas. So uh, those firefighters had showed up, and they're the ones that started the riots. People had showed up. They had their little signs. They were pissed. They're like, fuck all this. Firemen show up, and they start lighting fires, and they start throwing rocks. Now, they threw stones through the draft house windows. They started the building on fire like... These guys went ape shit crazy. Uh, there was another fire department that showed up, and the rioters and the firemen started fighting them. Like <laughs> the other fire station, they start beating the shit out of these other guys. They kill their fire, like obviously they're like horse-drawn carriages that carry their water to put out the fires. They kill the the fucking horses Jesus. connected to this carriage, and these guys just didn't give a shit. They're like. Nobody's stopping us. We're burning New York City to the fucking ground tonight. So uh, they go around the backside and they cut the telegraph lines so that the draft houses can't communicate to the other districts as to what's going on. Like, <laughs> they Damn, planned really, organized. really well. Yeah. So uh, the government hears word of this. Just obviously, like, the police are going to reach out. People are going to start getting word. So they send the state militia in. Uh, and these guys had been sent to Gettysburg. And so they started pulling them back. They're like, well, turn back around. We got to send you back to New York City because the local police, they can't stop these riots all They're on their the own. They're getting the shit kicked yeah. out of them. Uh, so the police chief shows up uh, and he gets attacked. And a lot of people didn't know who he was because he wasn't in his uniform. He just shows up and he's like, what the fuck is going on? Somebody beats the shit out of him and cuts his hand like really, really fucking bad. And poor little guy had to go home. His hand was hurt. Aww. I know, right? Uh, and I mean, just the police overall were entirely outnumbered out there, which, good. <laughs> Fuck the police. <laughs> uh, and then... 
the other districts, other than I think this one was the sixth district, the other districts kind of like they didn't have as many problems just because everything was focused on where this big draft day was being held. So the other districts are like, yeah, like we're not going to run into so many problems. We'll send a couple people to help out, but we're not going to send yeah. all of our police yet. So uh, same day they had started attacking all these buildings. Um, let's see. Jesus, my notes are just. The screen isn't big enough for these. So, uh, I know. I should have sat on your side. Yeah, you should have. I have a 27-inch screen. uh, The Bull's Head Hotel in New York had refused to give alcohol to mob members. Uh, Yeah, you know, I think that's a smart decision. But the problem is it was a smart decision, but when you've got mobsters that have (laughs) already set fire to a bunch of buildings, they're like, oh, we can't drink? Then fuck you. Now we're going to burn down your building. fucking hotel on fire. Uh. The New York Times was burned and looted as well. But uh, the staff and the New York Times founder basically like garrisoned themselves in. And I have no idea why, but somebody whipped out a Gatling gun. God damn. And so they're just like mowing down people <laughs> with an 1860s Gatling gun Jesus. at the New York Times. Like these guys are more efficient than the fucking police. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I That's love it. That's wonderful. Uh, and so, like I had said, some firemen had responded to to help put out fires. But when they found out what was going on, they're like, oh, yeah, like, <laughs> we'll join you guys. Yeah. Great. Because uh, some of the firefighters had been drafted earlier, like, two days earlier. Their names had been called. And they're like, yeah, no, like, let's burn this shit down. <laughs> so uh, the New York Tribune, which – different from New York Times, they were looted and set on fire, and the police had to put the fire out because (laughs) the firefighters wouldn't do it. Uh, They had attacked an armory on 2nd Avenue, and the authorities shot this guy in the crowd, and this mob just turns and sees that it's the cops that did it, and they just go, like, all hell breaks loose. They start breaking all of the windows in this armory and 400 rioters uh, beat the shit out of this black guy with clubs and stones and they ended up lynching him and setting him on fire. Jesus. Like this shit got really bad really, really fast. Uh, they went down the street a little bit further and it was, and this one, I was like, oh, that's bullshit. So it was the first black owned pharmacy in the United States. And these guys went down to it they just set it on fire, destroyed the entire burnt or building, and did their best to make it like impossible to run after. Um, they went to African American homes and would set them on fire. They go to these little like small villages of like not villages, it's a bad word, but uh, they go to these areas where it's just dense with where African Americans live, and they're just burning home after home after home. Wow, this sounds like Nazi Germany. Yeah, I know, right? So this leads them to the Colored Orphan Asylum. And it was looted of supplies and food by thousands of rioters. Like, it's not just like like 400 people at this point. As they're going, there are people looking out their windows and they're seeing this group and they're like, what's going on? Somebody's like, fuck the draft, fuck America, Fuck the war and fuck the rich. And so people are like, cool, like I'm on board. So they're recruiting as they're going. It's not all entirely organized at this point. Oh, yeah. No, it's just a a roving. It's literally just like 
destroy everything that you can, especially if it's African-American or rich. Yeah, perfect. Uh, So in the orphan asylum, there were 233 orphans that lived there. Uh, Luckily, when they were destroying the African-American areas, as horrible as this sounds, locally when they were destroying those, (laughs) the police realized that it led up to the orphan asylum. So the police rushed over there, got all of the kids out, and, like, did their best to kind of, like, barricade everything in and then just try to get the fuck out of there. These riots, rioters burned the entire building down. They're just a big fan of fire. Damn, they would have killed honestly, all those kids. Honestly, my money is on the uh, the firefighters are just like, we're sick of putting these things out. Let's start them. We didn't start this fire. <laughs> Should have gotten that clip, too. We fucked up. Damn it. Uh and the longshoremen that were part of the riots, they went back to the docks. Uh, they did their best to like get rid of all interracial life is what they referred to it as. So anybody that would work with like African-Americans to give them a place to stay for a hotel or they were an apartment building that would rent to African-Americans or they were a, a white-owned bar that would serve African-Americans, these guys are like, Fuck you for doing that. Burning uh, it. Yeah. I mean, there were – they went after, like, dance halls and boarding houses and hotels and everything, and there were prostitutes that their, like, top customers, like, their, their white women that would go for, for black guys. Yeah, they go – their clientele was mainly African-American. These rioters are finding these women just beating the shit out of them. And it's like, what the fuck, man? Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, don't be mad at these guys. It's not their fault that the American government isn't allowing them to become citizens. That's not like a choice that they personally had. Yeah, And And I'm sure plenty of them would have loved to join the war to fight for their own rights. Well, plenty of them did. There were entire units that were just black Americans. It's true. But just because some of these guys didn't have citizenship or if they did have citizenship, they couldn't get called. Like they're getting attacked relentlessly for this. And it's just like, what? Like, do you not see the like, – where's the gap? Here? Yeah. Do, were you going to go into why specifically they targeted the newspaper places? Uh, I Not really. Do okay. you have something yeah, on Yeah, it? just yeah, super quick. Go they, for it. Something that... So at the very end, uh, like on Monday, there was really, really heavy rain. And so a lot of them ended up just going home. They were like, yeah, like, fuck it. Let's put out our fires. I'm done. Let's go to sleep and we'll go crazy tomorrow. So go ahead. Yeah. So a lot of the a lot of the newspapers in that area started posting like anti-black articles and pointing out the fact that well now they're free but they're not being drafted and oh, this so is why it's bullshit. It. Yeah, they were spreading a whole bunch of misinformation like saying there's not a single black person in the Civil War even though they they were, oh, had Jesus. highly decorated fake units. news total fake uh, CNN news. So Jesus yeah, that, that's yeah. They they helped incite the riots Ugh. that then ended up burning their buildings down. <laughs> Some good karma right there. I'd imagine they like the New York Times wrote an article like that, and they're like, "Okay, whip out the Gatling gun because they might come after <laughs> yeah. us." They're like we'll have it set up in in advance. You know, right down uh, at the end of a hallway. <laughs> second, they just come in. Oh God. So uh, let's see. I have. Oh yeah, I forgot. Um, the, oh, I just skipped an entire day. Jesus, I'm struggling with how my notes are falling today. You need a mouse. I know, right? I should have brought one. So, uh, like I had said, rain sent people home. So Tuesday, 
they were planning to go big once again. So uh, we're going to go back to Martha. Martha Derby Perry is her name. If you want to look up her story or her husband's book, um, I read a synopsis and it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously I read like all of her excerpts and it was – it's fucked up like the, some of the things that she ran into. So she woke up and obviously her neighbor's homes are like they're just – fires are put out but it's – their homes are just completely destroyed. destroyed yeah. So she wakes up just – in total terror. And uh, there were two men that had been murdered a couple blocks down, like, or even on the same block. And both of them were hung from the lamppost. One was a black guy and the other was white. Uh, so both lynched. And an army officer walked down the street. She wakes up, looks out the, the drapes, and she's like, oh, an army officer. Cool. But then she looks further down the street, and there's a rioter that walks up gets down on his knee, puts his musket up to his shoulder, aims really slowly, and then just shoots this guy dead. Jesus. Stands up and just casually walks away like nothing even Uh, happened. This is fine. So she is fucking terrified. Um, And she still doesn't really know exactly what's happening because it's like, where's she going to get her information? Like, she didn't get her newspaper that morning. She can't go check google news like she's just like what the fuck is going on uh and obviously she wouldn't really even know about what's happening with the or with the draft because her husband isn't having to register for it because he's He's already yeah like he's injured and he's already a volunteer so uh she watches um as the third avenue um like car rails like their whole train system and everything, the mob goes over and they're just like using uh, crowbars and shit and they're pulling up the rails. They're just like Jesus. bending the shit, doing as much damage to it as Let's they can. Let's fuck this shit up that we use every day. <laughs> no, They're like, oh, I work here? Fuck them. I don't need a job anymore. Anarchy! Next week, you're kind of going to be struggling, Turbo. Uh, and like a bunch of the rioters, so after that, that military or that like army dude got shot. Somebody else runs up to his body and takes his gun off of his body. So not only had they looted the armory, the rioters had also started looting like police officers that have been killed. They're, they're just getting weapons more and, and more weapons. ammo anywhere that they're going from people's homes, from the orphanage. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They're and just, each one of those kids had a nine millimeter. They're, they're collecting the, uh, the clubs and the rulers and shit that they're beating oh, yeah. this kid with. Uh, <laughs> so she's horrified at this point. And she, like, Tuesday wasn't the worst of the days, but it was kind of where everybody was like, we'll go crazy on Monday. Tuesday, we're just going to kind of relax. Yeah, just shoot a couple people. Yeah, we'll just, we'll fuck up, like, how the police get to us. And then Wednesday, we'll go crazy again. So they had gone and burned down the home of a prison reformer. Uh, and the daughter of an abolitionist. So the the abolitionist movement was they wanted African Americans to have the same like equal rights. Yeah. Problem was these rioters didn't want that. And anybody that supported it, they're wrong and they should die kind of thing. Yeah. So they're just destroying these homes and going after these people that that want equality. Uh there were like these white um white equality groups that would go out that are like, hey, stop rioting. And when you've got thousands of people out in the streets, they get attacked too. There were two white women that were married to black wi- to black men 
that like their home was broken into and they got attacked immediately like oh, of course beaten within inches of their lives uh and the commander of an eastern district shows up with 800 soldiers and marines and just starts pushing people like pushing these crowds back and he's like go home or we're going to start killing all of you and they're like solid response okay all right cool so like they step back a little bit now the next morning martha finds out from uh one of her maids one of her servants that uh these riots are racially motivated and they're motivated by like anti-war so she gets all of her colored servants and she just says hey stay inside like i don't want you guys going outside i want everyone to be safe which i feel like it's honorable it's like yeah "Yeah, they're your servants but like good for you uh so she pushes everybody to stay inside and one of her one of her little workers, this girl comes up and says that she went out to clean the front door earlier and these two Irishmen show up and they tell her like, we're going to fucking kill you. Like, you're going to die. This whole thing that's going on, you're causing this. And she, this girl's just like, what? Like, I'm cleaning a door. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just doing my job. And so they're just standing there like taunting her. And she was like, I was terrified. So I came back inside. So this pushes Martha to just be like, Nobody leaves. She's just she's taking these people hostage, but in a good way. Yeah, a good um, hostage. So this is where she's consciously made the decision to keep information from her husband as to what's going on. She's like, he was working with the war. Like, I don't want him to know that this is racially motivated because it's against everything that he believes. And he's recovering from a broken leg that they had to set themselves uh, they couldn't find a surgeon that could do it. And so she went and got like, she had her, uh, her brother go get like, uh, stuff to set it with. And so they like break his leg back into place. He, he wrote in his book and you're just like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. So she's like, he got like a home remedy fix. Like there's Ooh. not really like, I do not want him up on his legs. I don't want him doing anything. And I'm sure he's just loaded with do they even have morphine? Oh, time? yeah, they had a lot of yeah. morphine. Morphine so, addiction was a huge deal. So I'm sure he's War. just zonked the fuck out. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's so, barely breathing. Same His heart thing rate's is, five. Yeah, right. His heart rate's five. <laughs> so same thing as the last couple of days. She just kind of stays by the window um, up by him to focus on helping him recover. And she like would crack the window every once in a while just to kind of listen and see what like if she can get more information and there are these parties of irishmen that are walking past and they they just say oh we're gonna have fun up in here tonight and they're just pointing to like the houses that they're gonna come after and they point to her house and she's like fuck so she goes back downstairs she gets all of her servants and she says board the windows block all the doors like we're garrisoning this garrisoning this house like they we don't want them to get in like they've already threatened it kind of thing so her brother stops by to check on him uh to check on the brother see how his fucking leg is healing and to see if her house has been burned down yet and she's like no but i don't have any information and so he says okay i'm gonna go to the police station but i'm gonna set up this ladder in your backyard if they start to get into your house run out the back door get everyone up and over the fence and then as soon as you get over, Martha, because you're going to be the last one, I need you to take the fence with you. Like pop over. and You mean just, the ladder? Yeah. Take the fence. Take with the you. fence Jesus. with you. Take the ladder with <laughs> you. Uh, just like 
and get then out. They as won't best have as anything to put yeah. the ladder on. Yeah, right. So they won't be able to get. <laughs> they you. can't get on the fence. Yeah. So uh, let's see. She wrote, uh, "The city became frightfully still, and the silence was broken only by occasional screams and sharp reports of musketry." Uh, so she's just holed up for the evening and praying to God that these people don't come in. Uh, now, back to the riots. Now, oh, too far again. My goodness. Jesus, I'm struggling. Uh, <clears throat> so the colonel postponed the draft entirely uh, on Wednesday. He was like, okay, look, this has gotten out of hand. Anybody that has been drafted, forget about it. This doesn't count. This was a, a bad round one. Test round. We'll try again in a, in, at a later date. Goofed you. Uh, and <clears throat> there were, like I said, that guy had come with his militias and his little, like, Marines, and they just keep attacking the remaining rioters the rest of that day. It's just a war at this point. But they're kind of able to keep them at bay a little bit better than they were before. So on Thursday... Excuse me. Uh, <clears throat> the troops from three Maryland districts marched to New marched to New York City, uh, and there were four more New York militias that pushed back rioters, uh, including the ones that had already showed up on Wednesday. Uh, now, at this point, they're starting to have like dedicated war zones. Uh, in Gramercy Park, 12 people die in this little, like, battle between rioters and, and the military. Um, now, gangs were hearing about this, and this is kind of, I don't know if you've seen uh, Gangs of New York. Uh, it's long, it's interesting, it's good, but it's, you got to dedicate yourself to watching it. Yeah. Uh, but they kind of talk about some of the gang involvement within this. But you had gangs from Baltimore... Now, uh, I actually wrote down all of the gang names because I think they're fucking hilarious. Like back then, I just – I imagine some – they had their little gang signs and they're like, yo, yo, we're the Pug Uglies, bro. Like Pug Uglies on 6th, man. Watch out. Uh, and then in New York, they had a couple gangs as well pop in. Now, the Baltimore gangs are the Pug Uglies, the Blood Tubs, and the Blood Sky Tubs. Kill. Yeah, That's right? badass. Uh, this one's cool. I like this on the Sky Kill Rangers. <laughs> Sky Kill Sky Rangers. Kill Rangers. That's badass. Uh, the New York gangs were the Dead Rabbits and the Mackerel Villers, which was like, what the fuck are these gang these names? These are creative. It's like I the, I think there's an Ogden gang called the Big Dick Gang. The Big Dick Gang? Yeah, something We're not like a that. part of it. No, no, sure. not at all. No. <laughs> we lead the Micro Gang. <laughs> the Micro, <laughs> micro P Gang. And it's not for micro brewing, baby. Nope. Uh, so the New York Times on Thursday reported that the scoundrels cannot afford to miss this golden opportunity of indulging in their brutal natures and at the same time serving their colleagues, colleagues, the Copperheads and secessionist sympathizers. Now, the Copperheads were a bigger gang at the time. Uh, they were kind of like like they were the Bloods and then you have like these little sub gangs, the Pug Uglies that show up. <laughs> Stupid Such a good fucking name. names. I'm going to read them one more time because I think they're fucking great. So Pug Uglies. Blood Tubs, Sky Kill Rangers, which that one's S C U Y Kill, Sky Kill, <laughs> Sky Sky Kill. I wonder Rangers. if it, I don't know. Yeah. I wonder what that means. The Dead Rabbits and then the Mackerel Villers. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so, like total in damage and deaths, you had 120 people killed. Most of them were Irish rioters. 
11 people were black, and each one of those were lynched. Jeez. Uh, there was a seven-year-old boy that was lynched, uh, and his father was currently fighting for South Carolina. Like, he was fighting in South Carolina, not for South Carolina. <laughs> uh, his dad was down in South Carolina. He gets lynched as well. Uh, there was one to five million dollars in damage, which translates to sixteen to eighty-two million dollars in twenty twenty. Uh, now the city treasury came out and they were like, "Oh yeah, like we'll help cover it," and they only covered a quarter of that amount. Jesus. They're like, "We'll give you two hundred fifty thousand dollars." <laughs> like, what the fuck? They just destroyed your town. Were like, you gonna go the into the cannons? No, go for it. Oh my god! So I was reading part of this. And apparently in those war zones, a couple of the... They ended up deploying, what, like 10,000 troops or something? Yeah, it was... Something I, crazy like that. Yeah, uh, 4,000 troops were pulled from Gettysburg. Yeah, but in total... But in total, I think it was somewhere like 12,000 yeah. troops total. And then after they kept that 10,000 yeah. in there for a, like a couple of years, right? Something yeah. like that. And I mean, after they made so much progress with Gettysburg, they're taking a step back because they're having they to, to fight send the a back. fucking war in the north. Yeah, so they, they actually fired cannons... Into the protesters, into the crowds. Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> like, fuck. Now that, if if I went to a protest and somebody wheeled out a, an 1800s <laughs> cannon, I'd nope the fuck out of there. I don't oh, care God, what you, it was. And you know somebody's wandering around with that New York Times fucking Gatlin gun, too. Oh, yeah. There's they're a Gatlin like, gun somewhere. They're like, there's we're going to set this up. We know how we're going to take out those fucking cannons. <laughs> uh, so in total, there were around 2,000 injuries, which is surprising. But even then, like, that's still a lot from yeah. back then. Uh, 500 buildings were burned down. Uh, or sorry, 50. I read that wrong. 50 buildings. Substantially oh, okay. smaller, but still really still fucking awful. bad. Uh, like I said, they had pulled troops in Gettysburg. Um, there were a lot of black people that left New York moving to Brooklyn or New Jersey to avoid further uh, further violence and homelessness just because it's like this wasn't just a four-day-long thing. It was like there was still carryover. Like you had Irish mobs that started started setting up. And, I mean, the gang showed up on Thursday. Like Yeah, they were late to the show. It went on for like a month. Uh, just obviously the main riot – happened like the first four days and then mm -hmm. it kind of fizzled out but you still had these problems that were going on of people that were just trying to incite more and more violence mm -hmm. to get the riots to go back up yeah um now they there were these aristocrats that set up uh, a little fund for uh african americans and it was called the relief of colored people they provided forty thousand dollars to 2500 victims of of everything that had happened which is Surprisingly, probably about a fifth of what New York City was willing to to give to these buildings and their recovery fund. Um, but yeah, they put a big relief fund together to help these people out. Yeah, but kinda... didn't the Irish and the Germans get pissed off because it was only targeting black people? Yeah, essentially. I think like, I read something about they, that. Yeah, they they were pissed because they didn't get help, and it's like they caused the riot. You guys were the problem. You were you're the reason that they're having to make this fund anyway. There's a relief fund because you guys are racist pieces of shit. Like, what the fuck did you expect? Yeah. Like, oh, poor me, poor me with my privilege. Fuck my you. My house burned down in by God. the mob that I was in. Jesus, my wife, my wife cheated on me with a black guy, and they burned my fucking house down. Yeah, well, sorry, Turbo, like that's your fault. Uh, so. The black community in New York City 
was down to 10,000 people in 1865, which was the lowest since 1820. So they had a 45-year low because everyone was like, get the fuck out of Manhattan. Like, yeah. go to Jersey, go to Brooklyn. I mean, I'd but, say that right now. Yeah, Well, just any time. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a fan of cities. <laughs> but yeah, it was just, there were these big pushes to get out of there. And I mean, it worked for the most part. Like, these people are starting to get money, so they're able to actually escape and get away from all the fucking needless violence. Uh, so a month after the draft was held, 45,000 people were drafted, no issues. <laughs> I wonder if it had something to do with 10,000 soldiers being stationed in the city. Oh, I'm sure. They're just like, riot. Fucking riot. Yeah, do it. I dare you. <laughs> do it, bitch. They're just in front of the draft house with their seven-foot-long <laughs> muskets. Got like two muskets. They're like, I will Rambo you down, bitch. I'm I don't ready. even know who he is, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> this is going to be like Vietnam. You don't yeah. know what that is yet. There's some guy just holding the Gatling gun and the other <laughs> yeah. guy's like, we lost the base. You're fucked. We'll shoot. We don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, bring your firefighters. We don't care. <laughs> yeah. We'll do the same thing you did just to yourselves. Yeah. We'll kill your firefighters just like you guys did. <laughs> Uh, yeah, dude, just absolutely fucking crazy reading about it. Uh, like I said, um, Gangs of New York goes over kind of a little bit of it. Obviously, a lot of it is dramatized, dramatized, Jesus. Dramatized? Uh, dramatized. A lot of it is dramatized, but it's still a good movie, and it does have, like, it shows the firefighters getting involved, and it shows kind of like what happened within the gangs itself. I think it has the dead rabbits in there and something else. Uh, but yeah, they've got Irishmen. But it doesn't go over how racially motivated the whole thing is. Oh, no, no. That's crazy. Because it's a Scorsese movie. Like, it's not going to be about racism. Racism about, doesn't exist. It's just about gangs and mobs. <laughs> Scorsese loves that shit. Uh, yeah. So those are the fucking the draft riots that you didn't expect to hear about. <laughs> or the race riots you didn't expect to listen to. Uh on your sweet, sweet Monday. so That's fancy. I was I was thinking about this topic, and then I totally forgot about it. But there's a video that I have on my computer about the um, Vietnam draft riots. Ooh. And it's just like from the newspaper's perspective of, of all these fucking hippies <laughs> protesting and burning their draft <laughs> oh, cards God. and doing all this shit. I imagine it's just a bunch of like 30-year-old boomers that are writing about it getting pissed. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, I was going to play some audio because there was a really, oh yeah, cool. there was a lady with some really thick glasses talking about how nobody should be drafted and how there's a race inequality in the draft and it's targeting certain ethnic groups, which it totally was. Like, <laughs> I was say, I'm yeah, not entirely. like she's accurate, but yeah. And then I, it's on my other computer, <laughs> oh, so you're not going to hear that yeah. today. We'll put it up no, somehow. We no, we won't. Probably not. We always I'll talk for, about putting it up. But we I'll won't. forget about it. Yeah. I can never get it up. <laughs> never. Not ever. <laughs> micro. The Micro Gang, baby. Micro Gang. Watch out. Coming to a city near you, bitch. Subscribe for the Micro Gang. <laughs> uh, huge shout out to Casey McFacey and Haley on Patreon. Thank you so much. Killing it. For your support. If you are curious and you would like to subscribe and throw money at us, uh, follow the link in our bios on Instagram and Twitter. Always feel free to reach out. Like we always say, we love show ideas. Uh, we'll probably start throwing more stuff up on Patreon. I know AJ got a sweet little like deck of cards. Oh, yeah. I, I was going to do a video on that. That I jerked off to uh, that I looked uh, at uh, last week. Uh, we'll be putting some more stuff on Patreon. Um, just and, like behind the scenes stuff. Right yeah, now, we got that things. pilot episode. Yeah. Check that um, out. 
pretty much that's it. Yeah, we have that pilot <laughs> episode and our welcome letter, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> might do a, I don't know, might Eventually. do some, I, I collect old there. stuff. So if you're interested in old artifacts and stuff, might put up some videos on that. Good shit. All right. But yeah, find us on Instagram and Twitter at Points O Pressure. And always feel free to tune in and let us know what you think. Thanks again, guys. We'll catch you next Monday.